The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Log into MyBookie now and get yourself a 50% deposit bonus up to $3,000 simply by using the promo code SGP50. With MyBookie.ag, it couldn't be more simple. You play, you win, you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also sponsored by Oddshark. Head over to Oddshark now to get free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff. You'll also find the latest odds for every big game and fight from all the major online sportsbooks and casinos and betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. So head over to www.oddshark.com and give them a follow on Twitter at Oddshark. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Profit. Tired of having no true hedging option? Well, enter Profit, the only marketplace designed for users to buy and sell previously placed sports bets. Profit lets you sell a percentage of your bet, guaranteeing immediate profit while keeping skin in the game on your original bet. So sign up today for early access at betprofit.co. That's at betprofit.co. Hey guys, this is your Champions League show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Sports Gambling Podcast Network are on Twitter at the SGP Network. I am coming off an extraordinary weekend of football this week. Landed lock, dog and parlay on the European show over on lockbetting.com. Landed the lock on the EPL show, taking that record to nine and two. And my little cameo on the sports gambling podcast, the NFL show, saw me land my lock, which was the New Orleans Saints, my teaser, and my dog, which was the LA Chargers. A clean sweep on the NFL, on the sports gambling podcast, NFL show. My lock actually cancelled out Kramer's first lock in the uh, Kramer challenge that I've got going on. Uh, I think I managed to help him raise his game, which I think is probably my greatest achievement of all, finally getting Kramer to the promised land, making him raise his game and his performance so that he could come forward and land the first lock of the year, which was the Carolina Panthers. So we are tied at one and one in the Kramer Challenge, both landing our locks this weekend. The loser of that will, of course, wear the opposing team's NFL shirt, and I can guarantee you that Ryan Kramer will be wearing an Aaron Rodgers shirt at the end of this season. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, obviously disappointed with that result yesterday uh, against the New England Patriots for Green Bay, but um, I'm wondering if anybody else noticed how the Patriots were just given every single call in the game, and that's something that you hear about in soccer which we will move on to in a minute because this is a soccer podcast. This is a Champions League show. Don't don't worry, you haven't downloaded the wrong thing. Um, but yeah, a, a, it's a big accusation in soccer that the rich and bigger teams, the richer and bigger teams are given a lot of the decisions. And it doesn't really happen that much uh, in NFL because of how many replays you've got, etc. But um, 
there was a lot of bad calls yesterday. Roughing the kicker. Um, every single bit of contact was a pass interference play. It's um, it's not hard to see how New England are constantly at the Super Bowl. When you sit down and watch a game carefully and give it your full undivided attention. And sometimes NFL is quite long for me. I switch on and off. Um, I watch a lot of red zone. Uh, that's mainly how I watch the NFL. So I don't often sit down and watch a full game and give it my full attention, um, especially when the Sunday night football often clashes with the um, with the WWE, which, I, as you guys know, I have to cover for a living as well. So I'm often flicking between uh, the late Sunday night game and, and the Monday night football with um, with the WWE as well. So, um, yeah, watch this one very carefully yesterday. And, um, yeah, as I said, easy to see how New England do so well because the decisions were terrible. I think Green Bay really got fucked out of that game. Um, I'm not saying it wouldn't have lost anyway, but they probably would have covered the six and a half point spread, which is what we mainly care about. Anyway, moving on to the Champions League. Last time out, we did very well on the, on the Champions League show, landed the lock. Um, the locks are insane this season. We are nine and two on the EPL show. We are nine and two on the European show. We are three and O with Europa League, and we are five and three with Champions League. So the way Europa League and Champions League works is over on lockbetting.com. I cover the shows daily, so there'll be a Tuesday show and a Wednesday show, and there'll be a lock for both days, and then there'll be an overall lock here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. As for the Europa League, that is an exclusive show to lockbetting.com. So, as always, I'm not going to break down every single game. If you want a breakdown of every single game, you need to sign up at lockbetting.com where I'll break down every game from Tuesday and give a Tuesday look and break down every game from Wednesday and give a Wednesday look. But on this show, we are going to cover the main games and you are going to be given an overall lock that you need to get on for match day four of the Champions League. We are getting down to the nitty-gritty now. We are going to be very close to determining who goes through to the next round. There will be a clear, clear picture after this round of games with two games to go. Who's already qualified? Who needs a string of results? Who's out? Who's looking like they're going to be in the Europa League? We start on Tuesday night. 5.55 UK time, Red Star Belgrade versus Liverpool. You may be seeing Red Star Belgrade listed as Krevna Zebza, Zevzezda, but um, we've got them here in the UK as Red Star Belgrade. So you may be seeing them as that in the States. I've just done a pronunciation job, which was equivalent to when Sean Green used to try and pronounce the UFC fighters' names when they used to cover the UFC on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network with um, Rich Slayton, an MMA comic, but um, hopefully it's not as bad as that. But so uh, we'll stick with Red Star Belgrade. And Red Star Belgrade are 14 to 1 home underdogs here. It's 11 to 2 for the draw, and it's 2 to 9 for Liverpool. Now, Red Star Belgrade have looked like a different team at home here in the Champions League. Granted, they only played one game, and it was against Napoli, and it was a nil-nil, but they weren't taken to the cleaners on, on their home ground by a decent Napoli team, but they have been taken to the cleaners uh, 6-1 and 4-0 by Liverpool 
and Paris Saint-Germain. What I'm going to go for here is a Liverpool win, but I'm going to go for under four and a half goals. So Liverpool and under four and a half goals gets you in at four to six because I think the bookies are expecting a ton of goals in this. If you go for Liverpool and under three and a half goals, you're getting positive odds. You're getting six to five that Liverpool win and there aren't going to be four goals in this game. Four goals are a lot of ga- is a lot of goals for a Champions League game. And um, yeah, we're taking it up to five here. We're taking the minus 150. Uh, I think Liverpool will win this game one or two nil. I don't think we're going to get a high total here in, in, on the goals. Um, and I think this is a really good solid bet. It has lock potential already here straight out of the gate. Uh, we'll see where we go with that as we move on with the show. Up next, Atletico Madrid versus Borussia Dortmund. And last time out, Dortmund absolutely hammered Atletico Madrid. Absolutely nobody, nobody saw that result coming. Atletico are notorious for their defending and they don't usually go and concede four goals in a game. This time out, they are four to five to avenge that loss 13 to five the draw and 18 to five the Dortmund can do it again Dortmund are the leaders of the Bundesliga they are above Bayern Munich so they cannot be written off here in this game but I think that in order for Atletico to do what they want to do this season which is have a very very good run in the Champions League along with challenging in La Liga of course uh, they are going to need to win this group they are going to want to avoid a group winner in the next round but they have a mountain to climb overcoming uh, a 4-0 deficit against Dortmund and I know that aggregate doesn't count on this but if these two teams are tied the goal difference and the head-to-head are going to be a factor so what Atletico Madrid desperately need to do is they need to win this game and they're going to need Borussia Dortmund to drop points somewhere else either against Club Bruges or Monaco <clears throat> I'm not sure that's going to happen but as far as part one goes I am expecting Atletico Madrid to win this game at four to five. Up next, probably the big game of the day. It's debatable because I think there's more at stake in Napoli versus PSG. Inter Milan take on Barcelona. Lionel Messi is still out and Inter Milan are still massive underdogs. They are three to one to win this game. 13 to five the draw and even money on Barcelona. The draw no bet here leaps out at me for Inter Milan. It's 13 to eight draw no bet. Um, that's bigger than plus 150. Um, I think without Lionel Messi playing, I was um, I was tempted to pull out of my lock. I almost sent Sean and Ryan a, a text message saying, can you post out a tweet saying that I'm not confident about my lock of Barcelona? But I didn't do that. I wrote it out. And uh, Barcelona have shown that they can win without Lionel Messi, including a 5-1 win against Real Madrid and including beating these opponents last time out. However, going away to the San Siro is a different prospect. Inter Milan will practically have one foot in the next round if they win this game. Barcelona already have. Um, I would think this means much more to Inter Milan than Barca. I definitely don't like Barca at even money. So Inter Milan on a double chance does give you value at 8 to 11, but I'm going to be a risk taker. I'm going to take Inter Milan on the double chance at 13 to 8. What that means is if this game's a draw, you get your money back. It's a push. But if Inter win it, you do get that price of 13 to 8. 
Moving on to the next game, the one that's probably as big as this one, it's Napoli versus Paris Saint-Germain, who are in trouble in this group looking at the table. Napoli are 7-4 to win this game, 13-5 the draw, and 6-4 on Paris Saint-Germain. Napoli are a home underdog, and Napoli have got a very, very good home record. Um, they don't often lose at home. If they do, it's often against uh, a, a big team in Serie A, somebody like Juventus coming in and, and doing a job on them, maybe 1-0, seen that before. But um, on this occasion, I'm not sure if Paris are savvy enough in European competition to get the win here. I think the outcome of this result will be very important to determine who qualifies from the group. If Paris do pull it off, they will have one foot in the next round. They will then need to go into the Liverpool game needing to avoid a defeat and they'll need to beat Red Star Belgrade in the final game. If Napoli win it, Paris are practically out of this tournament. Even if they win against Liverpool and Red Star Belgrade, Napoli are likely to beat Red Star Belgrade themselves and they probably won't need anything from the Liverpool game. Looking at this group, it's two points that separate everybody, but Paris did fail to win in Napoli, which puts them in a difficult position at the moment. They are in a must-lose, a must-not-lose situation, sorry. They cannot afford a six-point swing in this game. And I think Napoli also, despite the fact they are at home, may be happy to take a draw in this one. I'm going to go for Napoli on the double chance here at 4-7. to seven. Um, I think it's going to be very, very difficult for Paris, despite the fact that they are um, a top European team on paper. They haven't done anything in the Champions League. And um, I think it's going to come down to them needing to beat Liverpool at home in Paris and needing to win against Red Star Belgrade in the last game and needing a favour from Liverpool against Napoli for them to qualify because I don't think they're going to win here. And a defeat will basically see them out of the Champions League, in my opinion. It's going to be very, very hard from there unless all of a sudden Napoli become the formidable force in this game and win out, meaning they beat Paris at home, they beat Red Star Belgrade at home and they go and win at Anfield. I don't think that's very likely at all. I think this is a situation where Paris Saint-Germain must avoid a defeat here, 100%. If this game does end up being a draw, um, which is kind of what I'm leaning on or kind of what I'm leaning towards uh, it will all go down to the wire uh, the way I think this may pan out is Napoli will draw this game, taking them on to six points. They'll beat Red Star Belgrade, taking them on to nine points. And then I think they could lose the final game against Liverpool, which would leave them on nine points. I think Paris will draw this game, take them on to five points. I think they will beat Liverpool in the next round, taking them on to eight points. And I think they'll beat Red Star Belgrade as well, taking them on to 11 points. And then from there, um, I think Liverpool will win tonight, taking them on to nine points. I think they'll lose to Napoli. They'll remain on nine points. And I think they'll beat Napoli at Anfield in the last game, in the revenge game, taking them on to 12 points. And they'll win this group, making it Liverpool 12, Paris 11 and Napoli 9. It's worth noting that if Liverpool do avoid a defeat against Paris and Paris um, do end up drawing against Liverpool, uh, this will take Liverpool up to 13 points and it will leave Paris on nine points. However, going into the last game where Liverpool are on 10 and uh, Napoli are coming onto the game 
on on nine points, Liverpool will still try and win that game because they will want to finish ahead of Napoli. So there won't be a case of resting anybody at all. So actually, if Paris Saint-Germain avoided defeat tonight and can avoid a defeat against Liverpool, they can still qualify from this group because of a superior goal difference to Napoli. They will just be depending on Liverpool to, to beat Napoli for them. So I know it all sounds very complicated and the best thing to do is just to wait and see what happens and let it play out. But I think the overall summary that I'm trying to make here and the point that I'm trying to make here is that neither team needs to win this game. It, it, a draw will be, will, be, will, be bet, will be fine for either team. There's still a lot that needs to happen for Napoli to go out and there's still a lot that Paris need to do in order to qualify so it's completely and utterly wide open with with a draw and um and yeah like I said if either team win this they basically have one foot in the next round which is why I was saying this this was the biggest game for me by far up next it's Tottenham versus PSV Tottenham are two to five. The draw is four to one, and PSD are thirteen to two. I'm going to just go for Tottenham to win this game here. They're hanging on by a thread. Um, you can get this at one to two actually, so it will qualify for something that we can pick. Um, they have actually played their best football in the Champions League this season, and um, it is surprising to see um, Tottenham sitting there with one point so far uh, I think that they will beat PSV and I think this will do nothing more than to secure the fact that Tottenham will be the team that play in the Europa League at the end of this Valencia versus Young Boys is the first game I want to cover on Wednesday Valencia 1-2 to the draw is 7-2 and Young Boys are 6-1 to Valencia are proving to be draw specialists which is why it's looking like they're not going to qualify from this group it looks like it's going to be Manchester United and Juventus um, Valencia are probably going to need to win this game and they're probably going to need to beat Manchester United as well in the final game I have more confidence obviously in them winning this game which is why I'm going to pick them to do so at 1-2 to two. this one has lock potential and uh, may even be added onto uh, the parlays and whatnot at the end two more games I want to look at on Wednesday as I said there's a lot of games I've missed if you're looking for a preview on Porto versus Locomotive Moscow if you're looking for a pick from Monaco Club Bruges GSK Moscow Roma Bayern Munich versus AK Athens Benfica versus Ajax Lyon versus Hoffenheim and Victor Pleasant versus Real Madrid sign up to lockbetting.com where there'll be a Tuesday podcast and a Wednesday podcast with locks for both day and both locks are counted towards the PL as this one is at the end of the show so I'm not going to be reviewing these games I'm only going to be reviewing the main ones on the board that I've that I've reviewed so far and the two that are coming up so the next one I'm looking at is Juventus versus Manchester United the biggest game on Wednesday Juventus at 8 to 13 Man United are 14-5 and it's 19-4 the draw. Looking at this one, just like last time these two teams played two weeks ago, Man United were going in in better form. Like Juventus had won more games, but they had only beaten quite poor teams in Serie A, lower half teams, and they've had quite an easy run in since as well. They played more lower half teams. And uh, and they have struggled. They were held to a um, a one-all draw at home a few weeks ago, and they uh, they scrapped through to a, to a three-one win at the weekend. Now I know three-one sounds relatively convincing when when he, when you say it, but they looked quite lackluster um, when they conceded a goal 
in the um, in the first half, going in at half time, two one up, and in the second half they um, they were lucky to not concede and ended up winning the game by three goals to one. So. Uh, and that was against Cagliari. Sorry, I don't think I mentioned that they played Cagliari at the weekend. So Juventus aren't looking as watertight as they usually do at the back. And Man United are not looking as um, defensive as they do. United have kind of put the defensive uh, strategies to the side. They've kind of decided, look, we don't have a good defence, so let's go out and attack a lot more. And that reflects in Manchester United's recent results. If we look at the Juventus results, everything looked according to plan. 3-0 against Young Boys, 2-0 against Udinese. Then they had the slip-up, one all against Genoa going into the Man United game. They looked first class at Old Trafford where they won by a goal to nil. Then they scrapped past Empoli 2-1. And as I mentioned at the weekend, they beat Cagliari. If you look at Manchester United's recent results, and if you take away that Juventus game, Manchester United are actually looking like they are in really, really good form. We're going to take the sample size as the uh, as the last five games. So after a disappointing result in the Champions League against Valencia, Man United did bounce back and beat Newcastle 3-2. They got a very good result before the Juve game against Chelsea 2-2. Then they had that disappointing performance against Juventus. Then they beat Everton 2-1 and looked really good. And at the weekend, they beat Bournemouth 2-1 in a game where they should have gone 2-1 up earlier after misses from Marcus Rashford. Uh, United have made changes to the team. Mourinho has finally dropped Romelu Lukaku. Uh, not saying he was the problem, but uh, he was short on confidence. So Mourinho has showed that he's not afraid to drop anyone. And even at times during the season, Paul Pogba hasn't featured. And he also wasn't afraid to take the vice captaincy away from Paul Pogba. So I think Manchester United may be on the on the road to turning a corner. And I do feel that like, once again, they come into this game in better form than Juventus. If you look at the actual competition and if you look at the fact that the Premier League is a more difficult league, then Juventus play in the Serie A. I'm taking Man United on the double chance of 5-4 to four here to avoid a defeat against Juventus. And uh, that will be my pick for this game. I think away from home, they will be a lot less rigid, a lot less scared to play. And um, they may thrive in this environment because if you look at Manchester United's form, they have done a lot better away from home. 2-2 against Chelsea, a 2-1 win against Bournemouth as well. And Bournemouth usually wouldn't say that's an incredible result or, or anything, but Bournemouth are doing really well. They were sitting sixth in the Premiership going into that. And uh, even though Man United have beaten them, they still sit behind Bournemouth, which shows you how well Bournemouth have done at the start of the season. Final game I want to cover is Manchester City versus Shakhtar Donetsk. Man City 1-8, Shakhtar 18-1 and 7-1 the draw. The reason I want to cover this is because over in England, there's been a lot of talk from Pep Guardiola who's been urging the Manchester City fans to turn up in force, has been turning them to urge them, has been urging them to support them in the Champions League because Manchester City have had low attendances, which has resulted in them making the ticket prices quite low for Champions League football. It seems like the City fans are a lot more keen to win another Premier League than they are to do well in the Champions League. It's not something that they prioritise. Therefore, Manchester City, who are prioritising it, because one of the main reasons the owners took over this club was to get them to win the Champions League within five years. That's another reason why Pep Guardiola is there as well. So it's more important, certainly, to Manchester City board than it is to Man City supporters, which is why they've encouraged them to turn up 
by dropping the ticket prices and having Pep Guardiola go out into these uh, press conferences and say, oh, please come and turn up and support the team. If you want us to win the Champions League, we have to hear your voices, etc. Which is why I think this is what will happen, which is why I'm expecting an, an especially decent Man City performance at home tomorrow. Also because they're going to want to qualify as quick as possible as well from this group. I expect a strong team, a strong performance, and I've gone for Manchester City minus two here um, as a selection for this game uh, tomorrow when Manchester City host Shakhtar Donetsk. So we're going to close out with the lock dog parlay here. Uh, lots of locks that I like. I like Valencia. I like the Manchester City one that we just covered. But I'm going to go for Napoli on the double chance. Uh, Napoli, I've done really, really well in this group to be up there. Um, a win will practically put them into the next round from this group or death group of death. Um, Paris Saint-Germain don't have much Champions League pedigree. They certainly don't have anything on their record to suggest that they can go to a ground like Napoli and win. Um, at the same time, I'm sceptical to pick Napoli as an underdog because avoiding a defeat may be enough for Napoli in this game. They'll definitely fancy themselves at home to Red Star, Bel Red Star Belgrade and they've already beaten Liverpool and they may even fancy themselves to nick something here. What Napoli will not want to do is lose this game. So I think Napoli, despite the way the odds favour Paris, I think Napoli, if anyone wins this, are the more likely winners. So my lock is Napoli on the double chance. You may see that listed as Napoli plus one, but uh, that is my official lock for this podcast for Champions League match day four. My dog, I alluded to it earlier, it's going to be Inter Milan on the double chance. Take that at 13 to eight. If it draws, you get a refund. If Barcelona win, you lose. But if Inter win, you are getting Inter to beat a Barcelona team who are already practically through in this competition. They're through to the next round already. And they don't have Lionel Messi in this game. You're getting that at 13-8. to 8. As a parlay, I'm going to take Manchester City minus one at two to five. I'm going to take Valencia to beat Young Boys at one to two. And I'm going to finish it off by taking Liverpool to beat Red Star Belgrade away from home at one to five. If you put $100 on this three-team treble, you end up winning just under $250. So it comes in at $248. So there you go. That is my lock, dog and parlay here on the Champions League show for match day four. Make sure you check out lockbetting.com if you want to get picks for every single game. There'll be an individual podcast on Tuesday with an individual lock, dog and parlay. There'll be a podcast on Wednesday with an individual lock, dog and parlay. And there'll be a Europa League show on Thursday with an individual lock, dog and parlay. Then, of course, at the weekend, we have the European show. There'll be an additional podcast this week covering the boxing on lockbetting.com where we have 
Usyk versus Bellew, the big universe unification fight for all of the cruiserweight titles in boxing. So if you like a bit of that, check out lockbetting.com. That podcast will be exclusively over there. As for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, I will be back on here with the EPL show, riding the lock run of nine and two. And you'll hear me on the NFL show as I go up against Ryan Kramer in the lock off. That's everything for me. Just one final thing I wanted to mention. If you um, if you go to lockbetting.com, uh, one of the podcasts that I'm going to start doing, which there hasn't been one yet, but there's definitely, definitely going to be one in the next few weeks, is a Q&A show. Uh, on that, I will address any questions about soccer betting, if you're having trouble, uh, one of the questions I had is how do you bet double chance? And I was told that some places don't have it. If that's your bookie, change bookie. But if you insistent in staying in that bookie, the way you can bet double chance is to bet on the draw is basically bet half the stake on the draw or half the stake on the team to win or work out how it what the breakdown is in order to get the same return that, that you'll have to bet on both options. It's a bit annoying doing it like that. I understand. But double chance and plus one handicaps and first goal scorers and draw no bets and minus minus ones and twos and Asian handicaps and all of this kind of stuff should be readily available at most bookies that are taking soccer bets. I know that the sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast, mybookie.ag, does have a lot of these markets available. So if you are betting in a place that isn't even offering you options like double chances, I would suggest that you move on. So it is going to be difficult to bet. I know uh, a lot of people prefer just straight up stuff, but there's, if there's opportunities to make money and I find something, that's what I want to give. I don't want to be tied down to just picking up straight up winners. There's a lot of money to be made in soccer betting if it's done correctly. So I will be addressing that on a Q&A show uh, as well as questions about WWE. Yes, people don't have to watch it, but it is a market you can bet on and it is massively profitable. Uh, same goes for boxing. Same goes for NHL, NBA, NFL. You don't have to watch any of this stuff, but we are taking bets on it. We are, sorry, giving out bets on all of it. And the key thing is, is to make money. So don't miss out because you don't know what you're doing. Uh, any questions that you want about any sport that I do, any markets that I do, I will be doing a Q&A show at lockbetting.com. So that's it for me. Just wanted to get that out there. Wanted to mention it because... It has been a long time coming and some of you are missing out on on, on these different kinds of bets and um, I want to help you guys win as much money as possible. I want you all, all to get involved and be able to bet on something. I don't want you to just listen to the tone of the selection and then go for something similar because that's the only market available. Make sure you're betting somewhere that has everything available and... Um, as I said, not just saying it because it's a sponsor, I'm saying it because it's a fact. Go to mybookie.ag, the sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network.